My last one, what if Tom Hanks just never downloaded, like, Messenger in You've Got Mail? <laughs> Welcome to the Rom-Com Rewind Podcast. Hi, I'm Sarah. And I'm Devin. And like you, I love rewatching movies over and over again. You are here. You love romantic comedies. We do as well. So this is a show where we rewatch rom-coms, break them down a bit for you, maybe take a peek behind the curtain, dig beneath the surface, and decide, does it still hold up? Today we have Look, Look Both, Both ways. ways. And if you're listening to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, a million places you could be listening to us. If there's a bell icon, some kind of follow, subscribe thing, that just lets you know about when we have episodes. And, you know, you made it 35 seconds in, maybe you want to be updated on our new stuff. As well, if you hear anything that you think I disagree with that or I want to hear more about that or I want to leave a comment of some kind, Instagram at Romcom Rewind, TikTok at Romcom Rewind, or you can email romcomrewind at gmail.com. Look Both Ways is brand new, by the way. It's a 2022 romantic comedy drama by Netflix. It's a very uh, similar premise to Sliding Doors, 1998, Gwyneth Paltrow, if you're familiar with that. But this is the story of Natalie Bennett, played by Lily Reinhart. You know her from Riverdale. I think life brings all of us singular moments that can change the entire trajectory of our existence. This film is really a, a tale of one of those moments. We have Natalie Bennett, university senior, has one fantastic night hooking up with her best friend Gabe that's played by Danny Ramirez and then we end up at a crossroads there's one version of reality where Natalie gets pregnant after that fateful night her and Gabe must move back to her hometown in with her parents and begin parenting this new child there's another version of reality Natalie moving off to Los Angeles to become an inspiring animator under Lucy Calloway played by Nia Long she also moves there with her uh, other friend, Kara, played by uh, Aisha D, and meets love interest, Jake, played by David Cornswit. We see both of these parallel universes play out almost side by side over the next five years, with her entire life diverging at that point. How differently will her life end up? That's the lead-in for Look Both Ways. Have you ever wondered what if... What if I'd moved to that city, gone to another school, or considered hooking up with that one friend? What could possibly change? Can a single moment change your life? Just to rule it out. Well, this is my moment. It's like the multiverse. It's exactly <laughs> like the multiverse, Sarah. I mean, really, it's two multiverses, but mm -hmm. yes, that's entirely what it is. Yeah, multiple timelines. Multiple timelines, one decision... Here changes life completely. Everything. You're half a second too late for the bus. You miss work one day. Maybe that was the day that the donuts were poisoned. Everybody else did. You know what? What? Uh, <laughs> wow, that went dark. Any version of things. <laughs> every decision we make spins off to another parallel universe of a different reality of how things are happening. I really liked this movie. I loved the take on it that it had two lives shown. You know me. I always want to, you know, what could have been and happy ending. And this gave me just that without spoiling too much, you know, up front, I am happy about the ending that we didn't know what life it was going to be. You know, like it, it ended with her and the pregnancy test and not knowing which route it was. And I, I liked that. I loved Lily in this movie too. Um, she should do more rom-coms. I agree. Well, first of all, this was, this was a really sweet charming film lily reinhardt though i think there's something here 
<laughs> Full admission, maybe you're listening and you watch Riverdale religiously and you're like, obviously, Devin. I have not, though. So this was Uncharted Territory, and I couldn't help but like really enjoy her. There, were, there was like a, a very easiness to her acting, I think. Maybe the script was really in her wheelhouse, but it was like, it, it made it a very easily digestible movie if that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, it flowed really well. It did. Even though they were, like, you know, going back and forth between storylines. And at first I was like, oh, God, how am I going to write? Like, how am I going to to figure out how I'm going to talk about this on the podcast? But they did a really good job weaving in and out of both of the the timelines, I found. And I thought, like, like this is a, a fairly uncommon pre- premise, but it has been done before. Specifically, it is very similar to... Uh, sliding doors but it does kind of pull on something like we talked about that that is very real life what if you miss that train or what if you didn't apply for that job or what if you didn't go to the bar that one time and meet that person we all have these what if moments in our lives yeah so it's very enjoyable to see a telling of two stories like that so they're graduating from university and nat and her friend gabe they end up hooking up saying nothing will change and that they'll just be they'll just stay friends classic friend hookup have you ever had one Hey, we're just friends. We're just really good friends. We're just really good friends. We're going <laughs> to f- just this one time just no. to see how it feels. No, you've never. Okay, me neither. Okay, I was going to say, no. <laughs> <laughs> Man, it's f- hot in here. Oh, maybe oh you God. have. <laughs> yeah, that's the joke I'm making. Okay, wow. <laughs> I thought that was obvious. Um, so they go to a big party and it's to celebrate, you know, their graduation. And I believe it's at uh, one of the sorority houses. And... Um, Kara, we meet Kara, and she gets to the party with the necessities, either saltines for um, feeling sick with food poisoning or some prego tests. Yes, because we meet Natalie and she is hunched over a toilet. Yes, she's puking in the toilet. And um, so she takes a test. They set the clock and they wait. And this is kind of where the moment diverges. Yep. It uh, in one in one regard, it turns out that she's not pregnant. They cheers with tequila, but in the another dual universe, she is positive and she's pregnant. Now, can we take a quick pause? Because as a listener, this might end up being a little confusing because we're going to talk about two different Natalies. Yes, I. So the way that I differentiated it in my mind was L.A. life and family life. So in the I'm gonna say the 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 family family life or the fam life. Um, family Nat- Natalie. Family Natalie. Yeah. Um, she tells him. Uh, she tells Gabe that she is pregnant, and he says it should be her choice, and you know that he's there to support her with whatever she chooses to do. Yep. And so she decides that she's going to have the baby, and um, but they're not going to be a couple. They're just going to be friends still, and that he's going to help. And so they they move from from you know the sorority house into back with her parents into her parents house and almost my best scene her telling her parents oh my god that is my best scene oh it is okay yes. sorry Keep no going. that's okay no 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 i i feel like you are great at describing things so if you but really i don't want to steal it, your best scene. you're not stealing my thunder that's totally fine okay um shout out to andrea savage who is the mom tina bennett <laughs> natalie's mom Luke, Luke Wilson, Wilson as the father. I know. Kay. So good. There's something about Luke Wilson. He did a lot of stuff in like the 90s and 2000s. I feel like I haven't seen him lately. Yeah. So seeing him in a very like comedic, angry dad role <laughs> who's just like furious, but he's trying to hold it together, but he's like, you better live. Who is this guy? Like, But he like really doesn't care, you know, like part of him's like, oh, okay, like let's, oh, uh, okay, it's happening kind of thing. Hey! 
to I'm you. pregnant. Him? I didn't even know that you guys were... We're not. Oh, great. I know we're, we're friends mostly. It was a night, really, just in those that Good half a night. Lord. Oh. So the big thing with Natalie, and you'll see it throughout this movie, is that she has this five-year plan. She has this five-year plan that she wants to, you know, become this animator, and she has goals. And her becoming pregnant disrupts those goals. Not necessarily, it, it, it doesn't, you know derail them forever it just disrupts them for a little bit and she decides that she's not going to go to LA and that's a big thing for her because she's always always wanted to go to LA so when they're leaving the the sorority house you know it shows one leaving with her friend to go to LA and so that's LA LA, Nat and then the other goes home to their parents and Natalie tells her parents right away that she's pregnant she kind of like blurts it out like word vomit and she can't help it but her parents are pissed not happy not happy. Not happy with Gabe. The parents are outside arguing, and this is the funniest part. This is like my best scene kind of, of of this, is that Gabe decides that while they're outside arguing, he's like, you know what, Nat? I got to do this because like you're now pregnant. This is the right thing to do. So he gets down on one knee and asks her to marry her. And At this point, they've gone outside to give each other a moment. Yeah. They're complaining about something that I want to talk about, actually. But yeah, she like sees it through the window and you can hear her muffled be like, no, no, no. And she goes running in to confront him. Part of me is like, okay, parents, you should be more supportive. Your daughter just told you like a massive thing that's affecting her so deeply. And like in that regard, I'm like, okay, like this scene could have the parents could have handled it a lot better. But the way like the comedy aspects of this scene is Hilarious. why like is what was funny one thing that they're pissed about not only the fact that you know natalie's pregnant yes, with no plan and this is the best part of it um they're pissed about losing their empty nest yeah um they talk about how luke wilson's like we, we wanted to get furniture that had sharp edges <laughs> i love naked sundays <laughs> naked sundays got me i was like oh, oh my so god i was like this is a thing like i like this they have a trip to barcelona <laughs> planned yeah. uh sarah which, which why would it derail that uh, like still go yeah good point good point well like you and i are 10 weeks yes into parenthood yeah is there already something that you're like 18 tell <laughs> wells is off to college you know <laughs> what can i not wait for oh my god i mean i don't think we'll have to wait 18 years but i think it's just the ease of of you know being able to get up and go even to the grocery store like yeah, true. you know things like that but just on a road trip or, or traveling or it's kind of like you have to bring so much stuff yeah i used so to think we had planning. to take a lot for our dog frankie who <laughs> To be fair, Sarah, you baby the hell out of Frankie. She's my baby. Well, now you have an actual baby. Yes, yes. He's Both also Both of my them baby. are still getting babies. Yes. So yeah, it's just, it's exponential the amount of things we need to bring places. I um dislike not being, like, I, I still kind of do Naked Sundays, just, just oh solo dolo. Um, <laughs> solo dolo. <laughs> it's just me right now, but you know, I, I enjoy it. <laughs> Um, he's a baby. He doesn't care, but like, uh, eventually that's going to change. I also, I agree. Life is on a three hour schedule right now. Everything just rotates through three hours. Like yeah. feeding, tummy time, do some play, nap, start the three hours over again. <laughs> I'd like for that to change. <laughs> hey, it, it will. It will. It gets it, it's better, It's slowly right? been getting yeah. easier. Yeah. So in LA life, you know, they make it to LA and, um, Cara has a job lined up, but Natalie didn't and this is such a funny scene I've seen so much on the internet about this specific scene where um, you know Natalie's on Indeed or or she's looking for a job and 
if you look closely, the job search that she uses, she's she goes on and on about how oh there are only internships or mentorships and there's there's no paid gigs. Like you can use the filters to filter only. <laughs> like paid gigs or only gigs for entry level like she uses no filters so her looking up all these things it's very difficult for her to find a job (laughs) that have her qualifications so (laughs) so in this scenario Devin is the natalie (laughs) it's very clear sarah that you work in human resources because you know that, and you're like, well, why aren't they using the filter function uh, no, on Indeed? There were articles on the internet about this specific scene, so it's not just me. See, I go on Indeed, and I just type in probably exactly what she typed in. Jobs in blank. Well, and then yeah. I just scroll for a little bit. Oh, wow, there's nothing. <laughs> yeah. So she ends up applying for a job with Lucy Galloway, who is, you know, this big shot at um, this animation agency that she or this company that she really wants to work for. And it's Lucy's like her um, her mentor. Like her LeBron she, James. Yeah, yeah. Like somebody who she really, really looks up to. Sure. LeBron James. <laughs> we uh, we were at a friend's camp uh, cottage yesterday. And how old is Ruth, do you think? She's three. She pulled up like a a, a tune squad, like Looney Tunes. Yes, book. Book. And I'm like, oh, who's your favorite in the tune squad? And she's like, LeBron James. So I'm like, oh my God, <laughs> <laughs> really? Like not Bugs Bunny, Daffy Duck? No idea. She just liked LeBron. I'm like, yeah. that's... You're spending too much time with your dad, I think. <laughs> Definitely her dad, that is for sure. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So back to family, Natalie. So her parents hate having her back home, and their gym is in her bedroom. And this part is hilarious. It's probably like 8 a.m., and there's the mom and the dad just working out right beside her bed. Well, it also brings up the question. I think this has happened to everybody who has left for college and then come back. Yes. And their parents are like, oh, well, actually, your room isn't your room anymore. And you're yeah. like, well, what is my room? And you're <laughs> like, well, it's it's my painting studio <laughs> with a bed in the corner. Yeah. Like, oh, well, f- thank you. Like, what did anything happen to your room? Mine's an office now. Oh, wow. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Mine's an office. Yep. You don't uh, have a room anymore. It was, yeah, yeah. That house is now <laughs> non-existent, but I think it was like a little painting area. Oh, for it a was bit. a painting area. Yeah. Yes, it was. Which is like <laughs> ridiculous. <laughs> What's better, an office painting area? I don't know. But it I wasn't, al- yeah. I also didn't go away for school. Like I stayed in the same city. I just left the house. So I, I feel like they didn't need like, you don't need to stay overnight. Just go home. <laughs> like <laughs> drive point. home. Yeah. And I think in, in general, um, Natalie's having a rough time being pregnant and kind of leaving the L.A. dream behind at the moment. Whereas for L.A. Nat, um, Cara's going off to work and Natalie decides that she's going to go to an event that Lucy Galloway is hosting. And she gets there. She's all dressed up. um, She looks good. And she tries to get in. But there's like literally a guest list on there. And she decides to order a shot of tequila just to give her some, you know, some confidence to get in there. And she meets this guy. Um, and hilarious the guy, meet cute. It is hilarious meet cute. Like, this was very close to my next, like, best scene because I loved the banter between these two and, like, how it turned out that he actually was part of the event, too. Yeah, it's a it's our L.A. love interest, it Jake. Is. And it's funny because Natalie gets to the bar. She can't wave down the... Uh, she can't wave down the bartender. So Jake like yells to him like, hey, Horatio. And she says like, oh, no, 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 no. I don't want to drink. 
He's like, well, I'm not buying your drink. I'm just introducing <laughs> you to the bartender. So you can get your drink faster. <laughs> and then he explains to her, like, just go in. Just act like you already have been there. Like, yeah, have the, the confidence. Yeah, exactly. And she does it. Have you ever had that moment where you, like, you had the confidence and you got in somewhere you weren't supposed to be? No, you know I can't lie. So oh, I literally true. couldn't get a gym membership. Oh, my God. Sarah is so bad at this stuff. Through my work... <laughs> We had like gym memberships at a local gym. We didn't use all of them on all of the staff. So I asked my boss, like, hey, do you mind if, you know, my wife Sarah wants to go to this gym. Do we just have an extra one? And he's like, absolutely. Yeah. Just tell her to take it out on on the company account. And I said, great, Sarah, go to the gym. Just tell them you're on the company account. (laughs) She's like, well, hold on. I, I can't just go in there. I don't work for you. I'm like, yeah, but like we essentially paid for X amount of gym memberships. We're not using them. So just put it on the account. She's like, but I don't work there. No, no, no. What I said was, what exactly do I say? And, and I'm I said, like, I told you what to say. And then I say, said, can you write it down so that I can read it to them? You can't. <laughs> And you Just said say no. it's on the company account. It's and then fine. and then you had somebody call for me. Well, yeah. Then we had somebody actually call the which was so nice. Owner, which was so nice. Which is honestly a little embarrassing. Whatever. <laughs> okay, I got it. So, <laughs> oh my gosh. But yeah. So uh, Natalie goes into that event. Lucy Galloway is not there, but she kind of has a really nice. It's a meet cute with this guy Jake. Yes, it is. And I liked this meet cute. It was very, he's very suave. He, I was just about to say, he's super suave. And he, I feel like he doesn't try too hard to be suave. I he just love it. Is, you know? Yes, yeah. I want to see that guy in more stuff. You know what? I almost want to see him more in this movie. Yeah. Because, like, he eventually goes away on this, like, work thing in Nova Scotia. At Nova and, Scotia. And, um,. And then, like, he's kind of just, like, on video chats a few times until the very end. And you're just kind of like, oh, he, like, I liked their dynamic. Like, I loved their chemistry. I wish we would have gotten more of it. So she does get a call for that assistant job uh, a little bit later. And Jake totally helped her get that interview. Basically took her resume and put it to the top of the pile. She didn't know. She shows up for the interview and he's there. And she's like, hold on. Do you work here? Like, why didn't you tell me? He's like, I had to make sure you weren't crazy. You appeared to be Which, stalking Lucy Galloway. And that's, that's not good. I feel like that was the right move. <laughs> like, I don't know about you, but I feel like that was the right call. Oh, for sure. But he did kind of tee her up to say the right things to get the job. And she clearly yes. did. She got this uh, assistant job with Lucy Galloway. Also in the interview, though, she definitely displayed a lot of extra knowledge about like somebody comes and knocks on Lucy's door and she's like, Oh my God, you're so-and-so you did this amazing animation project. We're, we're gathering that like Natalie actually knows her, she knows her stuff. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So back to family, Natalie. Um, so they, and she's working as a barista and doing kind of doodles on her cups, but really not drawing like she should be. Um, and she goes into labor and has Rosie and they're over the moon happy, her and Gabe. Um, again, just friends. Um, but Natalie's not having an easy time adjusting to motherhood. And her mom says to her like that you do mourn for the life that you had before. You're never not going to be a mother again. And Natalie says, you know, she feels like she just doesn't have a life anymore. She doesn't draw. She doesn't see her friends. Um, and so she's having a really, really hard time adjusting to this. You know, again, I think it was letting go of this career goal that she had in mind for this five year plan. So for L.A. Nat, um, she's having lunch with Jake and we honestly see like how perfect they are for each other. Quoting the same five year plan quote from Benjamin Franklin and saying that there's nothing wrong with being planners. They're literally made for each other. 
And then we see a scene after this where they're definitely getting closer and it's Jake's birthday and he decides that he's going to let the goats run free around the office. (laughs) Now, they're doing an animation, like I I think, you know, a movie on goats at where they work and which is why I assume that they have all these goats hanging around. But like, wouldn't somebody have said something about all these goats running around the office? Like, I'm thinking of the poop. Lucy Gallo, and there was poop in the scene. Did you see it all? No, I didn't. Oh yeah, if you looked at the floor, there's poop everywhere. Okay, well... (laughs) Take a close look at the floor in those (laughs) scenes. People, take a close look. Take a look for the... the, That's a quick fact before your quick facts. Look at the shit on the floor. It's there, guys. Okay, I'm going to see it. Lucy Galloway also does not strike me as somebody who would let that go easily. So, yeah, I was kind of like, this doesn't follow. This office seems to be run by somebody who is... You know what? She's not like a mean person, but she's just very... Focused. Yeah, she is very focused. <laughs> yes, yes. And and part of me like wonders why that scene occurred. I th- yeah, it was just like, a, like, hey, love is blossoming. Maybe, yes. Okay, That's the connection is there. Ooh, look at this. Yeah. yeah. So um, she is walking around with Jake outside. They kind of go, I think maybe, you know, a place downtown. And, and he did get another job and he may or may not take it. But um, they talk about what food describes Jake and what food describes Natalie. Um, what food would somebody describe you as? I think I would be um, like an apple. An apple? <laughs> I think I'd be an apple. An apple, okay. Because I'm, I'm sweet, okay. but there's some sustenance there too. Oh. You could live off me. Really? Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> wow. And uh, very, very uh, interchangeable. You know, you can do apple pie. You can just eat it alone. You can do a crumble, a crisp. Just have it in a fruit salad, a little it's bit of apple versatile. slices. Very versatile. Even a snack as an apple. I feel like I'm snackable. Snackable. What do you think you are? Um, I think I'm a vine of cherry tomatoes. Okay, you know what, Sarah? What? I had that. Did you? Tell me why. Okay, so I'm, I'm, you know, small, compact, and it's bursts of flavor. You know, bursts of excitement and and emotion, and that's why I think I'm, I'm a vine of cherry tomatoes. So the reason I thought you were, I didn't think vine of. I just thought tomato oh. because you love pasta. Yes, it but is. it would be too boring to call you pasta. Yeah. So you are the the connection. You're you're the thing and that what binds. Makes it, you you, you know? bind it together. Yeah. Yeah. I could, I could be sauce. the paste. I could be the. You can be on a pizza. <laughs> You can be the first layer on a pizza. I could be. Hey. Yeah. Just crushed up. <laughs> Pureed, blended. Yeah. <laughs> so while all this is happening with LA Natalie, what's happening with Family Natalie? Yes. Yeah, so before I get to Family Natalie, though, Jake and Nat are now together. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So um, back to Family Nat. Um, so Gabe gets his own apartment and they do kiss, but... Natalie just doesn't want to go there with him because she doesn't want to ruin their relationship that they have for Rosie. And he wants them to move in. Like, he's all in. But um, she says no. She kind of halts the brakes and actually tells him to go and go find somebody else. Like, go date somebody else. Be single. And she is the reason why he actually moved out. Um, And after her friend Cara comes home and, you know, they're talking, uh, I think it's like a scene or two after this, and Natalie admits she's like I screwed up like I told him to go and find somebody else and I told him to move out and what did I do like I I do have feelings for him but I just don't want to ruin this for my daughter Rosie so Rosie's now a toddler at this point like there's it's been like a year or two that has passed we're jumping a little bit in time yeah 
And, um, you know, L.A. not as successful and they're getting their they're both getting, you know, um, her and Jake are getting their careers off the ground and they decide to move in together on that on that front. And so she also talks to Jake about um, getting his opinion on her latest artwork and he says oh my god it's great i'm gonna show lucy my portfolio it's hard to like sell myself in that way you're gonna have to ask for what you want jake is going to nova scotia for one year and so they're now not looking into an apartment because he's just not going to be there so back to family life for nat um she goes to or she has a backyard party i believe it's for rosie's birthday or something like that and Gabe has a girlfriend. Her name is Miranda. And um, Nat's kind of pissed because he brought her. You know, family Natalie is a little bit irrational with some of her complaints with Gabe. And I mean, she is a parent, but just, yeah. yeah I was this, was, say, mm. this was one of those times where I'm like, okay, you told him to go off and be single yes. and meet somebody else. Yeah. And now he has. You can't really be that upset about it. Yeah. You told him to bring a plus one to this party. So he brought his girlfriend. That exactly. Follows. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, why are you upset about this? Yeah, and I mean, maybe it's because she didn't know, or no, I guess at this point she does know that they're dating. No, but it's because it's just... she still loves him, but she doesn't know how to articulate You're that. right, you're right, you're absolutely right. Come on, Natalie. Yeah, so she does go to visit Cara in LA, and while out at, while out at brunch, guess who they run into? They She runs into Jake. Which I found this so fascinating. So, so once again, this is family, Nat in Texas, yeah. goes to visit LA. She meets Jake. Yes. And he spills a drink on her. He buys her table a drink. Nothing happens. And then Natalie stays overnight at Kara's place. This is family, Nat. When she wakes up the next morning, she gets a phone call from Rosie. And Rosie reveals, this other person babysat me last night. Nat's pretty pissed. She's like, who is this person? I don't know that person. I need to get back to Texas. And Kara is kind of like, what the... What do you mean? I took the whole week off work. We see the priorities between, yes. you know, single Kara and the same priorities are L.A. Nat, right? right yeah. No cares in the world. Mm -hmm. Family Nat, she needs to get back to make sure her kid's okay. And she comes back to Texas in a flurry, reams Gabe out. Who was that person? Oh, it was Miranda's sister. Well, I don't know her. Gabe hits her with the with the big one. Yeah. Well, you know what? I wasn't home last night because... Miranda and I got engaged. Yeah. Gabe is now engaged, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. And Ooh. Nat is just... She doesn't take it well. No, she doesn't at all. So L.A. Nat, um, she did give her drawings to her boss, Lucy, to take a look at. And her boss basically says, like, you're copying other people's artistry in terms of, like, the the essence of what they're trying, like, the characters and, and the way that it's drawn. Yes. This is my best scene, actually. Oh, okay, then you go. The speech that Lucy gives Natalie... About how everything she's doing is so derivative. I thought it was very important because it is true, like, eventually you need to take the training wheels off. You can't have a safety net. And Lucy talked about how she quit her previous job. She got, like, a crappy 9 to 5 that she didn't have to take home. And she put everything else in her life into animation. Right. And as long as you're living under these people sitting, you know, in this building, you're always going to take from other people you got to find your own voice is right. what she kept on saying yeah and it's funny because she basically tells natalie to quit yeah i gather that natalie didn't want to do that so lucy fired her that's at least what she tells jake she's yes. like i got fired she told me to leave and in my head i'm like that's not how that conversation went down <laughs> she explained to you how to be successful and that being her assistant was not going to make you successful so sink or swim baby you gotta you gotta leave 
and either grow some wings and fly or you're just going to fall out of the nest, but it is what it is. And yeah. at this point, Jake is in Sable Island, so the connection's not great. Yeah, yeah, the connection's not great. And so he's, she's trying to have a conversation with him, but he's really, and he also seems like, not that he doesn't care, but he just seems very not there, you know, like not willing to support her when he, like when she needs him. Well, he did the classic male thing. She presented a problem and he was like, okay, I'll get my contacts on it. And she was more like, I just want to vent to you. Right. Yes. Yeah. Sometimes, and, you know, you just need somebody to listen to you. And he was clearly a little bit distracted. What do you think they were doing out in Sable Island? I have no idea. It is, if you want to take a little Google train into a unique area, Sable Island, Canada, is fascinating. It is a national park. The entire island is like over 100 kilometers long. But it's the site of an extreme amount of shipwrecks. Specifically, when people were uh, immigrating from Europe here to North America, there was a ship of uh, horses and ponies that crashed on Sable Island. But oh, they're free, aren't the they? Sable Island ponies. Yes. Yeah. The, the humans died. They're the ponies wild. survived. They're and wild. They're, they're wild. And mm-hmm. they're also, um, because they've been on the island so long alone, they've kind of become their own subspecies of ponies. Wow. Because they're so specific to the island and they, they've just been breeding amongst that is crazy. themselves for so long. That's really cool. So maybe that's what the document. I, I, I'd be well, a so little distracted too if I was he, out there, you know? He did kind of like not extreme sports, but but kind of like extreme weather, like 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 that kind of thing. Like it was very much so like outdoorsy stuff, Shipwrecks I think. Yeah, which is why like they have this conversation, Nat and Jake, where it's like animation is not like his dream, his kind of forte. It's just kind of a stepping stone for him. Well, he talked about how he wants to tell stories. Right. And he doesn't know how those stories will be told. So animation is kind of his way in. But then it's like, how do I, mm-hmm. how do I tell the stories I want to tell? Yeah. And I mean, ultimately from this conversation, conversation back to kind of you know nat and jake talking over the phone is that it's just not working so they actually break up yeah and so nat moves this is la nat nat moves back into in with her parents after you know leaving her job and not having a thing with jake both nats have moved in with the parents yeah yeah pretty much (laughs) so in both worlds in both timelines um Nat is trying to draw, so she's trying to come up with, you know, her... And the song, I like the soundtrack here. The soundtrack was really good. It was just, like, really uplifting, and, like, I liked this kind of sequence. Yeah, at this point, the Nats are more aligned than they've been since, basically, the pregnancy point. They are both trying to find their voice, trying to get back to animation, and trying to do their own short animation film. Yeah. And what does that look like? For Family Nat... Um, they used to make jokes about Rosie as a baby was a little night owl. She would stay up all night thinking about all the things she had to do the next day. So that's what family Nat drew. Uh, L.A. Nat drew like a like a canary bird almost and like a tattoo parlor. Yeah, it doesn't really go into detail about like what specifically that one is. Yeah. Which like I don't know why they didn't do that, but but they're both birds. They're both birds, which yeah. I find fascinating, <laughs> yeah. but... Um, the the moral of the story is both of them in both of these universes. Yes, Nat gets into South by Southwest with those short animated film submissions. Yeah, so Family Nat gets to be on a panel with Lucy Galloway. Yeah, for her short, and, and she had never met Lucy Galloway at this point. Yes, for her definitely. And then L.A. Nat, um, she actually gets entered into the competition, and it's premiering at the film festival. Um, and she does try to call Jake, but Jake doesn't answer. And so she just kind of leaves a voicemail, you know, saying like, I couldn't have done this without you at South by Southwest. Um, 
it's very familiar things here. So like Gabe's band is playing in both worlds. Um, you know, like I said, family life, family Nat is on a panel and LA Nat is entered into competition. LA Nat runs into Gabe just randomly. They haven't seen each other in five years in this timeline. They share drink and over chatting. She confesses the pregnancy test that she took on the night of graduation, but it turned out she wasn't pregnant. Um, just imagine how things would have been different is kind of how she frames it. But he's married to Miranda now and they're expecting. Yeah. Whereas family Nat, um, Gabe and Rosie go to see, you know, the panel and they go and see Gabe in concert afterwards. And we do find out at this point that Gabe and Miranda have ended things. And he explained that it was because... It Mar- just wasn't her. Miranda just wasn't Natalie. Oh, that was Ooh. so nice. Um, so L.A. Nat, um, Jake shows up and is asking for a ticket. And she finds him outside trying to fi- like trying to figure out his way in and asks what he's doing there. And she he said he wanted to surprise her. Um, yeah, like this would have gone a lot better if yeah. if I was just in there. Because yeah. he was like yelling, like, does anybody yeah, have a ticket for I me? I know. I need one ticket. And that he'd rather be there for her than anywhere else in the world. And they kiss. Um, and so then the short premieres and Lucy comes to chat with her, Natalie, after and says that, you know, she was hard on her, but she's very proud of her. And that when she gets back to L.A. to come and see her. So obviously we know that she gets her job back. You got a job, girl. Yeah. And and in an animation this time. This is the only thing that bothers me about this movie. Okay, Honestly, well then you like, go for it. This entire lead up, I really really enjoyed the the whole journey to get here was amazing and both of the natalies are back like on university of texas like yeah, grounds yeah. i walking, guess yeah walking they're by. walking past that same sorority house that that party happened at five years ago and they both choose what well, like one of them is with jake the other one's with gabe they both choose to go inside we see the lives converging they both visit that bathroom which is kind of strange i also like it's it's obviously like it's a sorority house still. It's not like it's condemned or there's nobody living there. Breaking how did you entering, Yeah, like, how did you go in and go back go upstairs and no one was using the bathroom at the time? Like how many people live in that house? Yeah, they both look at the toilet that was getting puked yeah. over. <laughs> and um And then they look in the mirror. They look in the mirror and they both kind of agree. You're okay. You're okay. And they walk out, they both reconnect with their loved ones and continue on in separate directions yeah and then it pans to her sitting on the toilet waiting for the test and we don't know what it ends up being which which universe ended up playing exactly (sighs) but that both would have been okay both would have been exactly the effing same. It's just the journey to get to those points yeah, would have been but, different. But think about like, you know, one, they, they both ended up being her dreams. Yeah. I think that's, the, you know, the five the, year the plan worked out exactly the same. For yeah. Both them, yeah. Really. Yeah. I mean, there's just not, different ways to get there. Right. There's not a lot to dislike about this movie. I do. And like I understand that that was the premise. I just thought. Maybe we could have varied it up a little bit. Like I really, really liked it. It was exactly the same yeah, for each man. of them. Okay. Before we get to quick facts, can we play a little game? Absolutely. This movie is the ultimate expectation versus reality mm-hmm. or, you know, the sliding doors concept like we talked about. Yeah. So I thought we could take this exact same premise, <laughs> okay. this idea, yeah. and plant it in other classic romantic comedies. Okay, I like, like this. What is a moment where mm. if one thing was just slightly different... The world would have diverged and everything would have ended up 
terribly different. Okay. So, okay, I have, I, okay, I, a few come to mind. Um, my first one that comes to mind, and we kind of talk about it frequently enough in, in the pods, but serendipity. If he would never found that book with that info in there, with that bill. Yeah, she, she put her phone yes. number on a book. In a, sent on a, it out yeah, into the yeah. world, and he found it. Yeah, he would have just been in an un- unhappy marriage exactly. the rest of his life. The rest of his life, because all he wanted to do was find. Yes, Kate, Kate Beckinsale. Yeah. Um, Wedding Crashers. Oh, remember the guys? Yeah. Owen Wilson, Vince Vaughn. They almost did not go to the Cleary wedding. Right. It was at the end of wedding season. John, Owen Wilson's character, was not convinced until he saw yeah. Rachel McAdams' character. <laughs> this is true. They almost never crashed the Clearer wedding. So then what happens? Oh my gosh. If that's the case, they probably still crash weddings. They never find their loved ones because both of them yes. found their significant others at the wedding. The sisters, right. They end up crashing funerals with Will Ferrell years later. Oh God. Right? It's the natural progression. Maybe when um, What's-His-Face dies, that's when they meet them. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, okay, so another one um, to all the boys. Yep. Um, what if Kitty never sent those letters? Oh, I know exactly what happens. Okay, tell me. Lara Jean ends up with, not Noah Centineo's character, she ends up with John Ambrose. Oh, you think? Oh, I, it would have to be, right? It would have to be. That's the other love interest. But but not only is that the other love interest, that's the only person she meets organically. Remember, she's <gasps> volunteering at the senior home. Yes. And that's how she runs into him. Yep. She only runs into Peter, Ke- Peter Kavinsky. Kavinsky. Yep. She only Kavinsky. runs into him because he got the letter and he confronted yes. her. John yes. Ambrose actually was at the same place, same time as her. Right. Like that was Like kismet, just serendipitously. Sure. Right. Absolutely. I've got the parent trap. What if the parents never actually split? Oh. Right? Then you would have just had a really nice, happy family. Both <laughs> twins would have known each other existed. Yeah. Meredith Blake is never Meredith. horrible. Yeah. I said Meredith. You said Meredith? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. That I is her name. I know. That sounded weird. Meredith Blake. Yeah. Meredith Blake. Wouldn't have been sauntering in all mean trying to gold dig. You're right. I mean, I never would have learned to put a floating mat, like a blow up mattress on water though. So. Oh, so Sarah even learned some yeah, stuff. Yeah, I learned, definitely learned it. Um, What if though they never ended up at the same camp? The kids? Oh, yeah, great question. Right? How long would they go before meeting each other? Eventually they would have had to meet. Maybe. Why? Well, the parents can't go through life splitting twins for that long. They did for 12 years. God, you're right. Right? Nobody takes those parents to task. I know. They, they, as much as they should. Yeah. Split twins for that long? Horrible. It's crazy. Um, okay, so I have one more. What about the wedding planner? So what if J-Lo never got her heel stuck in the manhole and Matthew McConaughey's character saved her from the, or never saved her from the, the runaway um, garbage bin? That, yeah, what if she just wore flats that day? Seriously. Yeah. But but this one is fascinating because they still would have met because she was still hired as the wedding planner. Right. But they went on the date. Yes. Her thinking oh he God. was single. Yep. So wrong. At the doctor's office. Yes. At, the, at the pediatrics yeah. place because he's a, he's a pediatric yeah, doctor. He's a pediatrician. Yeah. So like they still would have met. But maybe they don't actually, yeah, they, they wouldn't have ended up together. Right. Because they didn't have that magical meet cute. She okay. would have always known he was engaged. My last one, what if Tom Hanks just never downloaded, like, Messenger? 
in You've Got Mail. <laughs> you know, because remember, it, it was like the woo new oh thing. God, like I'm right. randoming messaging people yeah. on the internet. It's a little strange. Yeah, You've Got Mail. You've Got Mail. And don't forget, they did meet at a party. Good. Like it was not a Meg Ryan. Like She he, told him off at a party. Yes. That she would have none been of their it. only interaction. Forever. You would never they would never have really had any interactions further. Well, they would have just hated each other. Wow. Having not realized yes. that they yeah, if they never messaged each other, they would have met once at a party, hated each other. Goodbye. That's it. That is so true. I love that. And like sixteen candles gets an honorable mention. Just somebody yes. remember the birthday, guys. Oh, I know. <laughs> like so easy. This whole movie doesn't need to exist. The just whole, the acknowledge whole day. acknowledge the birthday. 16's a big girl. one. It God. is a big one. Quick facts. At the graduation party, there is a selfie-free zone sign up on the bathroom door. Early in the development of this movie, the original title was Plus Minus. That's what it was called. Huh. Yeah. While Natalie is pregnant, she's reading What to Expect When You're Expecting, the book, which she later insults and says she hates the book. <laughs> Similar to the 1998 film Sliding Door starring Gwyneth Paltrow and John Hanna, this is said to be kind of um, based, this movie is based on the, the Sliding Doors movie. Natalie says that she was inspired by Rosie for the character of Night Owl. However, she's seen drawing it prior to Rosie being born. Throughout the movie, Gabe and Natalie wear shirts that show off their interests. Gabe wears band t-shirts and Natalie with, you know, anime or animation t-shirts. The movie Whisker Away that Natalie praises in this movie and compares it to the cult classic Spirited Away is also a Netflix movie. Huh. When Natalie wakes up at Kara's in L.A., she's asked if she wants Blue Bottle. Of course, Natalie doesn't know what that is, and then she finds out, you know, realizes that it's a coffee brand. So it is a coffee brand from California, and it has since grown to other states, including New York. Um, but being from Texas, Nat wouldn't necessarily know that coffee brand. At the beginning of the movie, Gabe's band is seen playing the cover We Are Young by the band Fun. Later on, near the end of the movie, at the South by Southwest Festival, they play that song again. We don't hear the band playing any original songs in this movie. The credits show Natalie's continued success. In one instance, Natalie is seen accepting a film award, and the other shows the cover of a book with her listed as the illustrator. I also wonder, so I'm just reading about their shooting schedule. Oh, yeah. So they shot in Austin, Texas, yep. Los Angeles, mm -hmm. and then they had to do a bunch of reshoots in early 2022. Oh, but really? They, they picked Vancouver. Of course. I wonder if it's because Lily Reinhardt was shooting Riverdale oh, in Vancouver, and probably. they're like, why don't we just come to you? They did some coffee shop stuff, a library scene. Oh, Probably cool. the library scene we saw as the, the first scene of the movie. They yes. had to reshoot that, so they did it at Vancouver Public Library. Very cool. I yeah. love that. That's awesome. Good tidbit, Dev. Hey, a little addition. <laughs> honorable mentions. Okay, so my honorable mentions are her parents. Oh, the parents are really good. They're really funny. Yeah. But I liked also the duality of the storylines. I just have to say that. my I've kind of got two... Okay. I've got no what should have been two honorable mentions. No what should have been. I also, my what should have been is like, I just like, I love the ending. So like, I have no what should have been. Perfect. Um, my honorable mention one, the death of the star-crossed lovers storyline. I was really afraid when they were at South by Southwest. LA Nat was there. She meets Gabe. And I thought, oh no, are we going to do one of those things oh, yeah. where she was just destined to end up with this guy no yes, matter I'm how so... life happy that they didn't yeah do that. and they meet 
they chat. Clearly, there's still maybe something there, but no, she she ends up with Jake, yeah. and I really like that yeah. because they didn't. It, it would have been far too cheesy if yeah. it's like, hey, and here comes Gabe, and wow, they're still in love. Like, no, 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 don't love that. And I liked that for the ending too, though, is that they didn't choose whether she was to be a mother or whether she was to do her career, right? Because. The instance where, you know, she had Rosie and still was successful in the career that she wanted, it just goes to show that you you don't have to choose one or the other. You can figure out a way. It may not be linear. It may, you know, it might take some some turns and twists, but you can ultimately have, you know, the things that you want and the goals that you want. It just might take a little bit longer. Um, and I liked that they didn't they didn't make it seem like there was a right choice versus a wrong choice. Yeah. My other honorable mention is just the fact that they named their kid Rosie. Okay. Is that an homage to the movie Love Rosie? Oh. Think about the parallels. Okay. In Love Rosie, mm-hmm. she was supposed to leave her little town, go off to Boston right. to go to university. Okay. She okay. ends up getting pregnant. Yeah. And she can't do that anymore. She was going to go and do that with her best friend right. who she couldn't acknowledge that she loved. Oh. The storyline of Rosie and Natalie is very similar. It so I is. find it fascinating that they named the child Rosie. It's like the emerge. Uh, it's like the American version of Love Rosie. A little bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like lots of similarities for sure. Yeah, definitely. I like that. And now. Overall rewatchability. Okay, so my rewatchability my rewatchability is as follows: chemistry four, storyline four point two, thirst factor four, imagination four point three, soundtrack three, cheese three for an overall score of three point seven five out of five. Wow, that's better than I thought it was going to be. So I have chemistry four point two, storyline three point four, thirst factor a two point seven, imagination four point one, soundtrack two point eight, cheese three point seven for an overall score of three points. Four, eight. Okay. Out of five. A little bit lower than mine. A slightly lower solid watch, though. Totally. Very good. I really liked it. It was a good one for, yeah, nice new rom-com. It's a I nice new it. Netflix rom-com. Mm-hmm. It's fresh. It feels good. This has been the Rom-Com Rewind of Look Both Ways. Thanks for listening.